0: Hey, I've Been Better listeners. Welcome back. I know it's been a couple weeks without a brand new episode, but I want to say thank you to all of our listeners that have been with us from the beginning and all of our new people that are just now joining us. Welcome to I've Been Better. We are coming out today with a QA and a episode, a special episode put on by myself, Susan, and my partner, Josh, who is also the sound engineer behind this podcast, we are going to bring you some questions that were submitted by our lovely listeners today. And then in a couple of weeks, season two will drop. So please be sure that you have subscribed on Apple iTunes and that you're also subscribed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And please, 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 shameless plug here. Follow us on social media at I've been better pod. Thanks so much and welcome to I've been better hey y'all welcome back to i've been better i'm your host susan youngstead and as y'all may have listened to already, uh, we just wrapped up season one, we had six wonderful, amazing guests on. And so for in between the seasons, we're going to have season two come out, hopefully in April at the latest May of 2021. But in the meantime, we wanted to do a and a episode with myself, Susan, and then also my partner in life, everything and this podcast, Josh. So both of us are here today and we are going to run through some questions that we've gotten from listeners, friends, people that have given us some feedback on the podcast. So we're really excited. So we're glad you're here. You excited?
1: Mhm. Yeah. I'm always excited.
0: Perfect. Perfect, perfect. All right. So we'll go ahead and jump right into sharing a little bit about both of us as well. So for those of you that have been listening, you've gotten to hear little snippets about myself from the various guests that we've had on how I knew them, how they knew me, how we related to each other. But we haven't really had the opportunity to talk very much about myself, which is more or less the point is to talk about other people and give them a platform. But to tell a little bit about myself, I am a 29-year-old young professional living in North Carolina. I work as a mental health therapist. So as mentioned on Taylor's episode, my degree is in social work, and I've done some different social work jobs before I became an outpatient therapist but that's what I've done for the last couple years and currently doing all telehealth so that has been exhausting to say the least but I'm really hopeful for when we go back in person we also have two cats and a dog and we like I like to garden and puzzle and spend time outside as much as possible so Josh do you want to go ahead and jump in tell us a little about yourself tell the world
1: I usually never know how to start this question. The answer to this question uh, I like to play ultimate Frisbee, which is the most obscure sport that people call not a sport. yeah, but if you had seen my thighs you would you would disagree <laughs> <laughs> um I like to make music. I've been getting heavily into production um these past few years um trying to learn. More and more about music every day. I've been playing music more than half my life. Yeah. Uh, I have an engineering degree. I'm a developer. I would call myself a developer. I work, you, I work in the data science realm.
0: Yeah, you're you made you a self made data guru.
1: Yeah, I use those words. Those are just buzzwords to get my get my resume in people's <laughs> hands. Um, yeah, if you if you ever have any data science questions, I love to talk about and evangelize data science and like the ability to program. I think anybody in their life could use knowledge programming. So I'm an evangelist for uh, automation and, and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. But yeah.
0: Yeah, and your most recent project has been helping create video game music.
1: Ah, yeah. Which My is two- really exciting. Yeah, that's uh, that's exciting. This guy's Kickstarter, which I can't... We can't uh, speak about can't right speak now. Can't speak about right yeah. now because it's, it's still got to be released. But and And in the future, I will have some... Professionally produced music that I made myself out in the, the ether of the the world. The video be... game
0: world. You already have it here on this podcast. So Josh made the music, the intro music and the outro music for this podcast.
1: Yeah, well, that's like 20 seconds long. I mean, I could make more. Still something. It's, you got to start somewhere. Stucking mm-hmm. at something's the first step to being sort of good at something. <laughs> Jake the dog.
0: Jake the dog. We must make sure that we quote and give him credit wherever he is.
1: Yeah, we'll probably talk about it again later.
0: Yes. But yeah, so that's, you know, like you said, right now you're working in data science.
1: Yeah, you could call it that.
0: More or less. Yeah. Cool. We spend a lot of time outside with our friends and playing board games.
1: Mm, Yeah, I do love board games.
0: Yeah, we're big board games fans. The most recent one we bought was the one with the inventors.
1: Oh, yeah, I kickstarted that one. It was Steampunk Rally Fusion. Yeah, Josh
0: is a big kickstart fan
1: the the original it's a racing board game invention
0: it's fun
1: game (laughs) yeah we play a lot of board games
0: and then the last one we had purchased was everdell which we actually saw on tiktok so anyone who's a fan of tiktok you probably have seen it on there that's
1: such a cute game
0: Yeah, it's very very cute so if any of your feed or your for you page has video games or board games on it i mean you may have seen everdell it's very cute it's a 3d pop-up board game with little woodland creatures we spend a lot of time playing board games. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Josh is the brains behind the podcast. So when we were talking about coming up with a podcast, I said, I'd love to do a podcast. I think it'd be so fun. I listen to many, many, many podcasts. And Josh is a music maker, has all the equipment, had the equipment, needs an excuse to buy more equipment. Mm-hmm. So having a podcast to produce was right up his alley.
1: I never need an excuse to buy equipment, though. I just do it when I feel like it. So yes. let's, let's not get that misconstrued.
0: <laughs> this is another reason to help you buy more equipment. What have we bought since we've started? We had the mic stands.
1: Yeah, I had mic stands. I bought the mic that Susan typically uses. Uh headphone cable extensions, mic extin- or longer mic cables.
0: Lots but of fun stuff.
1: And some software to kind of help with yeah. the Uh, betterment of podcast vocals, but not not too much in the software realm.
0: Well, it's been very exciting. And Josh has also helped me learn how to do some of the minor touches for the podcast. So knowing how to use some of the software to cut and paste and move things around and send audio clips to our guests so that we can edit or make edits and get things approved. It's been a learning experience for sure, but it's been a lot of fun. You ready to dive into it? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, let's start, Let's pull a question up. We're going to pull from Instagram, and then we've had some listeners also text us. We did put this out to the public that we were doing a Q&A. So we've gotten them from everywhere, which is really nice. All right. Let's start with... I've got to find some of the, you know, where I want to start. Okay. So one of our... Listeners and future guest has asked, what has been the most difficult challenge so far? And that came from Kimmy.
1: Mm, that's a broad, it is broad, a broad stroke question. right there.
0: I mean, for me, the most difficult challenge has been learning how to talk on a podcast. I talk all day for a living mm. and I listen all day to people for a living, yet talking on a podcast is different. It's totally different.
1: Yeah. I remember the early stages. I was, I was showing you articles to encourage different ways of talking because we wanted to sound not so robotic.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's hard not to sound like this is a job interview when you're not used to doing interviews or recordings or really just any sort of one-on-one dyad dynamic often. And I remember there was an article that Josh had sent me that talked about some tips for or from actors and what they did to prepare for auditions mm. and it was i never said she stole oh, my money emphasis on this i never said she stole my money
1: oh uh, yeah that's a good one where you you have a given sentence and then you never change the sentence you just change the inflection point
0: yes and so that's been helpful in learning how to be heard. I'm also very soft-spoken. That's also been a challenge that we've discovered that mm-hmm. so many of the guests we've had on and people in my life are much louder verbally yeah. and audit auditorily. That's not a word than I am.
1: Yeah. There's speaking of things that to <laughs> I needed to buy for this podcast. What <laughs> I think one of the things is a, is a gain amplifier because a lot of these mics that we typically hear and see in podcasts are actually not f- fitted to match the the dynamic vocal range that some people are needing. Yeah. Ie like really quiet voices or voices that are booming and loud, so sometimes you have to get a amplifier that goes before it goes into your actual audio interface. So, I, <laughs> one of the things that I may end up purchasing for Susan to be, because her vocals are are so quiet, I have to like boost them so loud yes. on the podcast to match the other uh guests.
0: I need to speak from my diaphragm. Apparently way more than I actually do, which I think is so counterintuitive because of what I do all day for a living is I'm soft spoken.
1: I didn't say she stole my money. <laughs> I didn't say she stole my money.
0: Our One of our friends and listeners and future guests as well, Tessa, asked a very similar question of mm-hmm. what is the hardest part about hosting a podcast?
1: Um, I think from my standpoint, it's making sure that whenever we get somebody in here, I don't, art because I like to just pepper them with questions. I remember when we had Brad on here, I was like, oh, so tell me all about like everything that's been happening before this and like just completely getting him to answer everything before we actually got up here to record it. And I was like, oh, I need need to hold back. But also from like a recording standpoint, I'm just like, hey, are you comfortable? Don't move from this spot because (laughs) I have, you're not, you don't (laughs) have a handheld microphone. That's Uh, definitely
0: a hard part. I think from the sound engineer production perspective on Josh's realm is that, You know i i go get the guests or you know we both do but i'm the one that you know schedules them and gets them in here and then as josh said his job is to make sure that we can hear them in the recording and they feel comfortable in our setup and that's difficult because everybody sits differently everyone's different heights everyone has Mm. different requests and what they need to make them feel comfortable that is really hard
1: yeah it's a different strokes different folks kind of deal (laughs) I know some people <laughs> like to, Oh, I'm going to sit on this couch and never move. And I would not be the one of those people. I would, I'm, I'm constantly moving right now. I'm worried I'm going to hit this mic.
0: <laughs> we have, we'll give fidget toys. We have done that before. We've given mm. people oh, pillows, pillows. So we, we bought pillows for the loft space that we use to record where I have a day bed and we bought pillows that initially I didn't think about it when I was buying them, but what a great purchase that they're mm. all textured. And one of them looks like a sweater material. One of them is woven. The other one has little frills so people can play with them and they're quiet.
1: We should we should get new pillows for every single person. And
0: are you going to fund this?
1: No, but it seems like a weird <laughs> thing to do and make another podcast about.
0: Oh, pillows per person.
1: Why, why do we give this pillow this to this person? There
0: is a podcast called I Said No No Gifts by Bridger Weiniger. And the premise of that podcast is he tells his guests not to bring him gifts. However, they always bring him gifts. And how they start talking in the podcast is why they picked the gift to bring him, which is very funny. So we could sort of steal that and make it into a bring us your favorite pillow and tell us why you picked that pillow.
1: We're not we're going to say we didn't steal it (laughs) publicly on this podcast. But if there's another spinoff. Yes, we did edit that out. Where no, no, dia. we're going to leave that okay, in there. Perfect. <laughs> but yeah,
0: we can no. always bleep it, and then we'll have no evidence that I took that idea. Hey, it's a different idea. It's a spin on pillows. They might bring him a pillow. I don't know.
1: Pillows of person. Pillows per person. Person pillows. Triple
0: P. No, that's a thing. We don't want that. No. All right. Let's see. What has been the most surprising thing about doing the podcast so far? That's from listener and future guest and good friend Jessica.
1: What was the question again
0: (laughs) (laughs) what's been the most surprising thing about doing the podcast
1: oh yeah i mean i think for you there's you go first i I mean i try not to think about the audio engineering stuff because i feel like some people think that's incredibly boring yeah they're like oh just looking at waveforms all day josh has it easy susan's doing all the content creation like yeah that's No, I feel like you
0: have it harder than I do. I don't have to edit. I mean, I do edit. I sit, we sit together and edit the podcast, but he's the one doing the actual labor of editing. I just lay on the floor in the sound room and say, cut that, cut that, change that.
1: I think the most surprising thing was uh, some of, some of the guests mostly have been on your friend's side of the spectrum. far. Mm -hmm. None of my really close friends have been on yet or people i know extremely well um but sometimes your guests you have to be like all right what 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 are you feeling today and they're like i'm okay and you're like
0: you're like no but really come on (laughs) (laughs) so it sounds like you're saying the most surprising thing for you has been the stories that our guests share how that dynamic actually works and then what goes into creating the podcast to put out yeah
1: yeah that content part that sometimes it's like oh okay well everybody's had something hard in their life varying degrees of difficulty but Mm -hmm. that's relative to every person but some people have really extremely hard things that they don't want to discuss and sometimes people are like you know it was really hard putting on boots today and you're like "Mm." Mm
0: -hmm. it was
1: (laughs) that that must have been really hard
0: you know the most surprising thing for me has been i've Wanted to be a creative in this format. You know, I originally got into public speaking four or five years ago and then realized that as a full time outpatient therapist, which was also one of my full time career goals, it was really hard to do in person speaking events where you'd have to travel because that doesn't work well with my schedule and how I wanted to live my life. And it was no longer feasible to do both of those things. And so the more podcasts that I listened to, it it was sort of shocking to me that I hadn't thought about doing a podcast before. I think it's so surprising to me how easy it is when you have someone that has the initial foundation to help you do it. And then you just have to get started. I was so caught up with what about this? What do we name it? And then how do we make it look? What does the logo look like? And then how are we going to do this and that? Mm. And then just getting started.
1: Uh, that's like music. Whenever I'm doing like a new musical piece or something, is that blank canvas that ruins a lot of creativity? Because you're like, it's the paradox of choice. You're like, what do I do with, with the intro? What do I do with the outro? This is exactly. I mean, that's with anything. If you're painting a painting, you're like, oh, do I want this to be a mountain range? Do I want this to be a, a nice little Bob Ross yeah,
0: What is this?
1: Uh, well, I mean, when you, well, I don't know if it was me or you, you, you started to reach out to somebody on Fiverr, right? That you're like, I just want this. I want a podcast thumbnail and I was like, Oh, great idea. Yeah, I
0: don't remember how I thought to use Fiverr, whether it was through so one of our listeners and previous guest Katie actually submitted a question that said, What was the hardest part of starting a new podcast? So I want to tie that in here as well, you know, by saying that just getting started was honestly the hardest part mm-hmm. because the tools are out there and I'm part of a online community that for listeners who have experienced death loss or grief in their life, I really encourage you to join. It's called Modern Loss, is their social media handle. Mm. So they're on Instagram. And I was partnered with a, another individual across the country whose dad has also died. And when we got paired for the Father's Day gift swap, we actually found out that she has a podcast. And that to me was my in. Okay. I have oh, yeah. this person What's her name again? Chelsea. Oh yeah. Chelsea Lloyd, who runs the Dying of Laughter podcast. Everyone should go listen. It's very good. She's a comedian as well.
1: Hopefully, she'll plug our podcast (laughs)
0: one day. One day. She's got bigger and better things going on in her life. However, it was really exciting to have that in right there. I had somebody who we had a foundation, you know, unfortunately on death of a family member, but she was so awesome and willing to answer all the questions that I had about how to start a podcast. And how do I do this? How do I do that? So I can't remember if she mentioned using Fiverr. I want to say she actually made her own stuff through Canva, Mm. which we'd already knew how to use. I don't remember.
1: Well, I think probably, I don't know if she had a graphical artist. I mean, some of the, some of the stuff that you need created could be kind of one and done. Like once you get the logo thumbnail that you want to start the podcast with, it's,
0: yeah, you, it all came together after that.
1: But you're right. Starting, it's like starting anything. Um, it reminds me of the quote from Adventure Time: Jake the Dog. I don't think you're familiar Jake with Jake
0: the Dog sh-
1: from. It's this crazy, weird, abomination of a kids' show that was made <laughs> for adults. I think I don't know. It's it's insane. But Jake what the Dog. What uh, He quotes. He's like, dude, starting, start starting something, or what is it? How does it go? Oh, dude, st- sucking at something is just the first steps to being sort of good at something. Yeah. Um and that's kind of a mantra that I live my life by. Although my buddy Mo um he he always criticizes me of this where I'm extremely extremely fond of polished work before it even gets to being polished. So by that I mean I want things to be perfect as soon as like we create it. Yeah. So like I was extremely meticulous like, all right, we're we're gonna start this podcast. I'm gonna get a really nice mic for Susan's vocals that way it's it sounds great and we're going to make sure that we have it set up to where it's not always over Zoom most of the time. Because when we were creating this podcast, I think one thing that inhibited me was we're we're no names compared to like, yeah. like celebrities and stuff. But the one piece of advice I saw was that if you're going to create a podcast you better well make it as great as it can be
0: you gotta with hook, hook with the a, people first
1: with not spending a shit ton of money too but right. and uh i think sometimes that inhibited me from making uh the explosive growth that i think susan wanted to 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 start the podcast with
0: no i mean
1: not growth but like yeah creation speed you're like let's do this Uh, let's do this like oh hold on let's learn a few things and
0: well that's been you know i think helpful that you were encouraging me to slow down because you wanted it okay we have the time to get it right let's try to get Mm -hmm. it right i think i actually follow more that jake the dog analogy or life lesson because i'm a very like yeah let's just try and if i fail it at least i tried it and now i know more than i did before i tried so now i'm gonna do it again Mm -hmm. but we were forced to slow down and edit and produce really good quality which benefited us it has mm-hmm. worked well we've gotten good feedback you know for the most part on how we edit and produce which we can thank you for that i have nothing to do with that
1: uh I, th- I mean i think it's like it's a joint effort i think the hardest thing coming up will be how do we generate the content i think that makes a podcast show worthy of being a show rather than just a bunch of friends getting together and talking about their days
0: yeah Well, so it's that uh, initial the the talking you know i think certain people like different styles of podcasts where Mm -hmm. there's just conversation going on between two people and they enjoy that and then there are people who want to listen to the npr podcasts, which are 15 minutes and very fact and information driven there is no conversation happening happening at the beginning at all and that's just not our audience
1: or 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 it's kind of trying to avoid subscribing the idea like the podcast, like Criminal, where it's like a show almost, where they have fun music in the middle of like sections, or when when they move from interview to interview, it's not just a oh we're gonna talk about it. It's just like this abrupt change, and it's very cinematic. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying not to subscribe to the idea to always being a cinematically produced podcast. You know?
0: Yeah, and they have so much more money and time and people getting paid to do. Oh that. yeah,
1: I mean, yeah, those thirty minute podcasts probably have hours and hours of content days and weeks worth of planning like she went to italy to talk talk about cats
0: yeah yeah i mean someone <laughs> paid that for epi- that and funded that whole trip
1: and the episode of criminal it's a wild episode
0: it's great it's one of my favorite episodes oh wait,
1: no 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 that was this is love i'm sorry phoebe judge don't 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 murder me
0: <laughs> don't add us we know that it's the wrong podcast you know one of our listeners karina actually asked what is the thought process when choosing speakers?" Which is a great question that goes Mm -hmm. right into what you were just talking about that it isn't that we really think too much in depth about who we're going to bring on because the whole mission behind maybe I should stop saying the whole mission the mission behind I've been better is to give a platform turning on the mic for others to share their story. Mm. At the end of the day, I don't get to choose the story that yeah. you share. That's the whole point. It's your story. My job is allowing you, the platform, to do that because I feel like everybody has a story. Now, what I'm thinking you're saying more is there's an art to doing it, right? Yeah. There's an art to sharing your story that if I just go up and say, my mom died at this age. My dad died at this age. This is what I do for a living. Here's my life. You'd be like, cool. That's super boring.
1: Yeah, we're like, it sucks your mom and dad are dead, but.
0: Right. there's There's not a lot to hang on right and to get involved in or to keep listening for and so I think that's been you know something that when we think about asking guests so our format right now is we had a couple questions about this you know and I'll make sure I reference those as well but our format right now is to look at who's in our circle and then we're going to keep expanding beyond the circle yeah but because of all the people that we come in contact with and the jobs we've had or the school we went to or the places we go we have a lot of people in our lives and we're we're popular Very cool And so when we talk to them and you actually talk to these people, they have some really neat stories. And, you know, even if neat isn't the right word, they have something to share. Everybody has something to share, but maybe they've never been encouraged to talk about it. Mm. They've never wanted to talk about it. They don't know how to talk about it. So that's been part of our uh, format now is to we send out a Google form to potential guests and we have some probing triggering questions so to say that have people thinking very thought-provoking questions of what would you talk about when you end up on mm. this podcast how open are you and willing to talk about it you know that's sort of how we um gauge prime people yes yeah. and we gauge people to see if you would want to be on we're also okay if i were to send this out to a potential person which we're not there yet but you, these people don't have to be on yeah right? this is a willing i am not forcing anybody to be a guest on this podcast and never will mm-hmm. you know you have to want to be here and you and have to I want to we, share I your think story i we had
1: one person that was
0: we've had a couple yeah they, that were, like, been, they were like we're
1: interested but when, then i think when susan probed them a little further they're like oh i just i don't want to i don't want to do that and that's fine that's yeah it's that's more your place than to fine be.
0: yeah and maybe one day you'll change your mind maybe yeah. one day something will happen or you'll get more comfortable after hearing other people's stories and you'll mm. say oh you know what i'd actually really like to do that that's absolutely fine. That's the whole point of me being here. That's what I'll say. Is the whole point is to um, make people more comfortable with sharing their stories.
1: I think the the aspect that I am probably more what was what was the question again?
0: The one from Karina.
1: Yeah. How did it, how does she word it?
0: She said, "What is the thought process when choosing speakers?" So guess.
1: Oh yeah, it, I I think one thing that we're trying to avoid is. The most triggering thing typically for people is like death and something that a lot of us share in common. And you you don't want to model a podcast after like, oh, yeah, this person's dad is dead, too. This person's mom is dead, too. Oh, I get it. Your brother's dead. <laughs> Which I know I'm making a light. podcast. I'm making, I'm making light of all this, and that might be triggering for a bunch of people. But I listen. <laughs> I've listened to so many stories now that Susan talks with these guests because I have to edit it. I literally... <laughs> i they're editing the part where, yeah, my brother died. Oh, oh that didn't sound right. I'm going to fix the you vocals. You have to here. be
0: really objective about it, which feels super counterintuitive. But I think even more so
1: when we're selecting more people, is it's almost like I feel bad when it's, I say this analogy, but it's like American Idol where you're like, all right, well, what's your story? What makes you different from the other people?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We need to vary the content, right? Every single yeah. time. But at the same point to what Susan's trying to hold t- true to and. Keep me honest about all the time. Is this is a podcast to let people tell the story? And if I mean, if everybody's parents have died, and by God, by, by golly, just talk about that. But
0: <laughs> so you know, we do
1: try to aim to get other people's perspectives. Oh, yeah. Like
0: we mix up the content, like you said. You know, yes. W- oddly or serendipitous or because the universe works the way that it does we are surrounded by many young people who are our age who have had a parent die yeah and so that is going to be a theme that does exist and yet we absolutely have friends and colleagues and acquaintances that their parents are living and or that their siblings are living and so death is not going to be the overarching theme we just have to mix it up a little bit
1: and i I think the 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 hardest thing too is like oh this person would be a great Candidate on the podcast, or like we're headhunting people.
0: (laughs) It is a little headhunting that that,
1: that have terrible backgrounds (laughs) or have had a really shit ton of hardship throughout their life, and I don't want to be like, oh yeah, that guy, that guy's mom just like left left their family at like fifteen. I know that. Let's let's go single him out and talk
0: to them. Which is,
1: I don't, I'm I'm totally making that about the top of my head. I don't know anybody.
0: Hey, we might we might have someone out there that's like that's me.
1: But (laughs) it's 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 like. How do we how do we find, quote unquote, candidates and not objectify them?
0: Yeah. And, you know, exploit their stories. Right. Arturo asked, as episodes and seasons progress, are you mainly relying on your personal network for guests?
1: Yeah. And this is something I've that the ties right
0: into this of no, you know, right now. Yes. That answer would probably be yes. Yeah. I have such a wide berth of people in my life from college from the many ver- mm-hmm. different groups i'm in from the boards i'm on the places i volunteer my friend group my job so uh thankfully i have such a wide range of people to pick from and then we've got your people josh that yeah. i've come to know and love so we've got those individuals so in time if gosh fingers crossed right and god willing universe willing that we get to keep doing this podcast we will absolutely have to expand the circles from which we pull people
1: yeah um, the the end result of us getting a lot of friends on is obviously we we could bring them back, yes. Um, but probably will using the word incestuous. No, um, why? why? <laughs> I I I don't want it to be completely like within our friend group all the time, right? And bringing people into the house, which is the studio, um. It's been pretty easy because we know them. They're like, hey, do you want some coffee?
0: Yeah, yeah. And over. we're in their circle right now. And so that's a big part of it, too, that you make a great point of. Because of how we are set up, the studio's in our home. We're not just inviting the mail lady to come into our house to do an interview. It's just not going to happen. Mid-COVID.
1: But, yeah, the COVID's made made a little bit of a, a dent in the, I guess, the progress of getting other people. Uh, but I think as that kind of relieves... Hopefully in the the coming summer. Yeah. Um, 2021, yeah. the, the likelihood of us, I would say using the word acquaintances loosely getting people that we've probably not just pulled off the street, but if we're like talking to a friend, they're like, Oh, Hey, this person's listening to your podcast and they would mm-hmm. like to get their story out. And we have no idea who the fuck that person is. Yeah. I don't think that would matter. It'd be a non sequitur at that point. Cause we've gotten so used to doing our friend, putting doing our friends. That's gross. <laughs> uh, putting our friends <laughs> on the podcast. um, and uh getting set up and le- learning like okay well we're hosting them it's almost like having a dinner party like a little do,
0: bit yeah. how do we
1: keep them entertained to make sure that they're not too anti too too antsy to get on the podcast
0: when we'll have more experience under our belt to you know give us four or five seasons yeah. if we are beginning to pull from like you said three, four, five tiers Away, you're five degrees separated from us. It will feel easier, right? We'll be more comfortable doing this. As you said, we'll have the method down, we'll have a routine down. There are some places that allow you to rent out studio space, mm-hmm. which is something that we're learning from other local podcasters here in the area. So it, you know, it's something that we've absolutely thought about. And the way social media works too is, here's a shameless plug, please follow us on social media at I've been better.pod on Facebook and Instagram people reach out often. I've had handfuls of people at this point say, are you looking for guests? We saw your podcast. People want to be on podcasts to get their name out there. Mm. So it's not that it would be difficult to turn to that avenue when yeah. we get to that place. You know, but I've, I've had to tell these individuals that right now I am pulling from personal network. We have three, four, five seasons booked out. However, I will absolutely want a different crowd of people on at some point when the sh- stories that I want to share are out there and other people that I don't know very well.
1: I think one, one strategy that I'm slowly realizing maybe even just now, but when uh, our buddy Spencer, um,
0: yeah, we have a future guest coming on whose name is is Spencer and he also has a podcast here, but I,
1: I know that there's like this community of podcasters that kind of all work together that aren't like massively huge, like part of Gimlet media, huge or, NPR to where they can reference other podcasts and all their friends within those podcasts, but in the smaller community, I think we can take advantage of that too. So if Susan's going to be on Spencer's supposedly soon and mm-hmm. vice versa, Spencer's going to be in Iris um, pod swap, we could somewhat get in that community.
0: We're slowly <laughs> infiltrating,
1: infiltrate that community, and Save say, "Hey, head. Spencer, I know that you've done some podcast crossovers with other podcasters or Hook had." Us up let's get them on our platform. And I think that's one way to expand the word of mouth, not just for promoting the podcast, but I think that'll help us create Mm -hmm. more avenues of people to, to pull from be like, Oh, now we're, we're done doing our friends because they don't want to talk about their stories anymore or that they've, they've helped us jumpstart this idea. Right. But now we can actually reach out to the community here and,
0: yeah, we have some, get some more stories. Yeah, absolutely. So I think we'll get there one day. I hope so. That's the plan, at least.
1: It just takes work. Yeah. Everything takes work.
0: Everything takes Got work.
1: To, sucking at something's the first step to being sort of good at something.
0: <laughs> That's our mantra now. It's our mm-hmm. new mission. We had a couple people ask this, so about three or four people with a similar question that said, what's your favorite part of the podcast process?
1: Hmm. Well, I'll let you go first.
0: Okay. My favorite part is getting to hear people's stories. I am lucky, honored, blessed to have this amazing opportunity again that what I do for work, although very difficult and do not want to diminish that, is amazing that I get to hear intimate stories from people at so many different stages of their lives. And I might be the one person that they share that story with ever or share a story with at least for this this time in their life. And that's something that I've come to be very grateful for. So my favorite part is getting to talk to people on this podcast to giving them this platform. And maybe they've never talked about this topic before, quote unquote, publicly. And, Mm. you know, yeah, we've had people that I see fairly often or know pretty well. And we've had these conversations before, but I still learn something pretty new every single time we've had an interview so far, which I think is incredible. And then to, to wrap all that up in a nice pretty bow and what makes My most favorite part is that I get these recordings forever.
1: Oh, yeah, that was.
0: I get to hold on to them forever. And these are so special that nothing ever comes of this podcast. I get these hour-long recorded conversations with some of the closest people in my life.
1: I mean, there are an hour in content, but yeah, 45 minutes.
0: Semantics.
1: That that was that byproduct of being able to keep the recordings forever. Yeah. It permitted that somebody doesn't sue us for random weird stuff and say i want my name <laughs> taken off your podcast uh i was uh, i saw my buddy will at the gym and he's like oh good congrats on the podcast we've been listening to it and i was like yeah thanks and he, he had some of these questions he was just peppering me with them and yeah. like passing and i remember saying i was like oh yeah what the the first initial thing was kind of like it's just like a keepsake box at some point yeah yeah we're putting on the airways for people to hear and download and keep forever for themselves as well but if we were just to say, Hey, let's make a home movie about our friends. I think it would be almost similar in concept. Be like, Oh yeah, we're just going to, we're if just I gonna, was into
0: filming, right. And going around and getting little video clips. Yeah. We're recording everyone, all this content
1: yeah. of our friends. And right now it's just friends. Um, as it expands, obviously we're not going to, we're not going to be like, Hey, this random guy that we pulled off the street for this podcast, <laughs> it's almost going to be like humans of New York at some point. You're like, I have no idea who this person is. Um, uh, which was
0: part of the inspiration for this podcast was yeah. uh, humans of New York style. And we've got to get there, right? I don't have the clout, yeah. unfortunately, or the time or the resources to go yeah, into the community in that way. But one day.
1: Yeah. My, I think I don't really have a extremely favorite part of, I mean, I do like the content creation and understanding what people are going to talk about, but it's kind of ruined beforehand because I know Susan's like, Oh, they're going to come and talk about this. But sometimes people are like, Left field, or yeah. curveball, uh, here's here's what I want to talk about today. And we're like, sure, let's uh, bring it on. So the surprises is nice. I think from the editing and uh, learning about the audio engineering in the podcast world is because I produce music. Um, now nah, I would not say professionally just yet. I want to. Uh, yeah. But the, the, the world of music production is extremely different than the world of of. Uh, Exclusive, I would say, podcast vocal production. It's kind of more free form, and that that you don't have to curate it so nicely. With like a four, three to five minute song, you there's so much production, so much yeah, perfection that's achieved. That. With the podcast, we're like, oh, let's just record it and then just make sure that the the dynamics are controlled and people aren't getting their ears blown off in their car. Oh my gosh! <laughs> when, yeah. when when people, I didn't want our podcast to be like this this shitty, like hallway recorded somebody over zoom permanently. Like I hate listening to that fucking shit. no, That
0: would be sad. That would absolutely be sad. You know, I want, I want it to be enjoyable.
1: And even, even right now I'm like, my room's not treated just yet. I've got studio treatment coming in the next few weeks and it's going to sound like a closet. It's going to be awesome. But I hear all this echo. I'm just like, Oh, this needs to, this needs to be removed. So it's just been watching the production value of, of both Susan's content creation techniques as well as, my ability to 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 make things quote-unquote sound better objectively, which probably a lot of people are like, oh, this still sounds like crap, uh, has been my favorite part thus far is watching us grow the podcast or, and just our, our abilities. We're, I think we're in a, such a habit now. Um, we're doing it, it's, it's kind of become like a, I wouldn't say lifestyle, but it's been able, it's a nice little tool in our tool belt of things that both Susan and I do.
0: Yeah, and I never would have thought you know, unfortunately, that I would have been able to to do this, or I would have always liked to you know, do something creative or have this avenue and this experience. But now that we're doing it, it is so fun. And I'm so glad that that we are. Mm-hmm. We got a couple of these questions. So I'll ask both of them. We got them from two listeners, Kimmy and Cheryl, who will also be future guests. So Kimmy asked, how is it working with your partner? And Cheryl asked, what's been the best, worst, and biggest surprise of working together on the podcast?
1: The pandemic has made us yeah. re- just be with each other so much. I mean, you moved in during the pandemic, so I yeah. think we're not unaccustomed to how much time we're spending together. But sometimes you are like, oh, we want to work on the podcast. And I'm just like, I just want to play video games. Or I just want to yeah. work on my music. Or I wasn't planning on doing that. And you're like, we have to do it because we have to release next week. I'm like, ah.
0: That's probably been the worst part is time and having the energy to do it. When we both work from home on our computers all day.
1: I think if we didn't, but I think the pandemic I'm probably ask us again in a year when the pandemic's gone and we're doing this on the weekends again, I think it'd be a little bit different, but mm-hmm. I think when I've been up here in this office all day and yeah. I go down, make dinner, you're like, all right, let's go edit to the podcast. I'm like, well, typically when I go back to the office in the evening, it's either for music or video games, not to do quote unquote more work.
0: Exactly. Exactly. No, I'm, I think I'm in the same boat that that's been the worst part, you know, is f- dedicating this time even though we really want to do this this is something we've come to enjoy and we want to do it's still difficult to set time aside when the last thing you and I both want to do is stare at a computer screen yeah and edit you know for thankfully it doesn't take an awfully long amount of time right now because of what we do ahead of time yeah I think that's probably the worst part the second worst part for me was as you mentioned already really nicely was learning our styles of perfectionism together yeah your perfectionism looks different than mine and how do we make sure that our visions of how we wanted this to work meshed to make this podcast
1: <laughs> i'm hiccuping right now
0: as you drink your favorite drink what's your favorite drink seltzer sparkling water
1: yeah the like, drink
0: of 2020
1: i, I swear i I and- I believe that they're going to come out with a study one day and be like, this causes ca- so much cancer.
0: <laughs> that will be the, everyone's worst nightmare. You know, so then.
1: Oh, but we're working together. Yeah. Yeah. The, so the best
0: part has been you again, like you said, we started being together so we can share a little background about ourselves. So Josh and I have actually known each other for over five years. We discovered. Like yeah. And did not like each other. No, <laughs> for the first couple of years, her
1: big country Susan, because was she was fucking love so much <laughs> damn country music when we first met,
0: and apparently, I had a real attitude when Josh said he oh hated my country
1: God. so so much attitude came out, I, but I also I was being an asshole, and she she said something country music, and I was like, "Oh, I hate country music, she says, well, I hate you, and I said, well ri- <laughs> riding her off my list of people to care about for the future,
0: <laughs> and then Our friend circles have continued to intermingle and gotten closer and closer. And then in 2019, I don't know why or how, but our friend circles were really close. I think you were spending more time with one of my best friends in that inner circle. So we saw each other way more often. Mm. And one day we were just at a bar on Halloween and we both were like, why have we never thought about dating each other?
1: Yeah. And And the rest is history. The rest is history.
0: Yep. And here we are. So that was right before covid i mean we started dating end of 2019 officially then fast forward covid hits five six months later so we were have been spending a significant amount of time together due to this pandemic Mm -hmm. on a regular basis
1: yeah normally i wouldn't be we'd be i would be at the office
0: when you play ultimate frisbee and i
1: would be usually after work i'd at least three or four times a week if not for leagues but for playing pickup and then Usually I come back home when I either game or play music. So you're <laughs> I to, busy.
0: yeah,
1: yeah. I'm extremely busy. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm hoping that when COVID comes, goes away and we go back to quote unquote, an, a bit normal cadence. Susan's not gonna be like, Josh is never home. <laughs> cause he's doing so many things. We will
0: figure it out. We will. We, we cause we had a rhythm pre COVID anyway, you know, but you're right. I mean, the last year has been an absolute, upside down version of what life was like pre-COVID for both of us. We both had a lot of other things going on, a lot of other commitments. Mm -hmm. Like I said, you know, Josh plays ultimate Frisbee. So he traveled for leagues and he practiced and he spent time with those people and he played music at a wonderful place that is now sadly closed. Rest in peace emerge. That has closed down. Mm. And, you know, so that was what our life was focused on. And then, you know, pandemic comes. So I will say us spending a lot of time together has, I don't know whether it's a, The best, worst—not the worst, but it's definitely you know not surprising because we already spent a lot of time together. So working together is not difficult for us. We may have a spat about something or a disagreement, but we tend to be really good about resolving it very quickly. Yeah, and finding a way to keep going with the podcast. Or we'll both look at each other and say, "Hey, I know we had this scheduled for tonight. You need to be honest if you really want to do this. Yeah, because I don't want to do, Jasmine." That's the dog. That's our sweet dog. Uh, you know, we, we don't want to do this if your head's not in the game.
1: Yeah, it's... I always take the same mantra with anything that you want to do. I mean, it goes back to that Jake saying, like, sucking at something. Sort of started, 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 it works, implies so many will. So many places. Um, but any any kind of relationship whether it's with your craft or with someone um, it takes work and effort and the podcast now not alone in, in itself takes work and effort. But if it's a co-production between two yeah. people, like we're both creating an art form. If I have an opinion on like, do we need to edit this? Does uh, does this, does this content really matter? And Susan's like, I believe it matters. I'm like, well, we have to work through that and sometimes the work is
0: i want to leave in where we talk about the weather
1: uh, yeah and sometimes the work is not just the work in itself of sitting down and doing it sometimes the creative element gets in the way and we both have opinions about what gets put into the 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 ether that is this podcast
0: yeah yeah and so we want to make sure that you know, we are in a good headspace when we do that. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's been a challenge, but I think we've figured it out. The most surprising thing
1: Wait, I, about working with each other.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't,
1: I mean, I think the, you've, I think over time I've shown more interest in learning how some of this stuff works. Yeah. I mean, this can't stay an anomaly forever for you in terms of like, Oh, Josh just gets in the computer and, Slices and I everything have no
0: idea what happens
1: so she's she's been learning, so I'm surprised that she's taken an interest, which is like not not a negative mm-hmm. connotation to that, but um the 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 ability to see someone else's insights to how they create is also i would say a beautiful thing that a lot of people don't usually as a couple go through the motion of having.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sitting down together and creating something from scratch.
1: Except for a baby, you know, like
0: um, well, yes.
1: di- different, different biological. If somebody's like, well, I've created my child with my, my partner and my, right, my husband and right. wife. You're like, yeah, that doesn't count.
0: <laughs> Babies aside.
1: Babies aside. I mean, I get it. Good on, good on you for creating human life and that that's going to be this much harder. Our than Human
0: in- life is this podcast.
1: But when you, when you sit and machinate something from your, your mind, Yeah, like like starting from scratch together was probably hard, too, because you were like, I want to do this. And I was like, I don't think we need to start there. And you're like, I'm going to do it anyway. It's like, all right, (laughs) fuck off. (laughs) You do it then. Fine, okay. we'll, We'll reconvene.
0: And like you said, you know, me eventually needing to learn how to help with edits and do these things. You know, as this podcast grows, I'm a very visual learner. So anybody telling me how to do something without me being able to tangibly touch it Mm -hmm. is very difficult for me. And our setup doesn't really allow for that. Like there's, there's not a way for us to share screens and you walk me through it while I'm looking at it on my computer screen, but also touching. You have to touch the mouse and you have to do these things. So as I've watched you over the last couple of months, now I can take that and apply it to my own stuff. And mm-hmm. learn from there but that's been surprising is yeah that i actually do feel capable in doing it and want to do it
1: well and, and not just like the actual editing and production side of it but the the recording sitting down like oh this is what we need to do this is why we need to record yeah with stationary mics this is how i want yes far i fought
0: really hard on having a handheld mic I
1: mean, we could eventually do it but it just creates <laughs> so much noise that
0: i've it, given up that fight yeah it's done So hopefully we continue to enjoy working together. I think we find joy in being creative. I know that's something that Josh really values and I do as well. And even though it's different, you know, I don't make music and I don't make physical, tangible art, but this is an art form for me talking. And it was a way for us to bring our skills together. Mm -hmm. It's been a lot of fun.
1: Yes. Yes. It's important to me.
0: Let's see. Tabitha asks, "Do you consider yourselves open as far as sharing details of your lives with friends and family?
1: I think that's a really good question. the fact that it it kind of goes back to how we get people comfortable here i and Susan probably can speak from her own therapy world i don't I don't know how therapists actually usually conduct this, but I know when I, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say I'm a I'm a manipulator, but I know how to get people to tell me what I want them to tell me.
0: <laughs> yeah, do not say you're a manipulator. That is not a good skill. But what,
1: what in a, in a in a way we have to get these people. We have to
0: there's an coax, art to it. Yeah. Coax, yeah. No,
1: Coaxing is the word. Yeah. But we have to coax people into telling us things. And the easiest way to get people to tell you something is to tell them something like share a secret. Like, yeah,
0: yeah. Will you be vulnerable? Yeah. and transparent. They will be hopefully vulnerable and transparent because people
1: like to reflect things that mm-hmm. they're the the person they're communicating with. If you fold your arms, they're going to fold their it's arms. It's mirroring. Yeah, mirroring. Right? Typically, we do that in people mm-hmm. we like. But if you if you present vulnerability, they will present yeah. vulnerability. I yeah. think. I think sometimes when I am anteing up people, uh, I'll be like, "Oh yeah, well." I I experienced this blah, blah, blah. And just completely unwarranted like vulnerability. And they're like, oh, I'm ready to now talk about what right, I want. You wanted. told me
0: something. Now I can tell you something. Right. Typically, I'd say in our everyday lives. So do we consider ourselves open with our friends and family? I can speak for myself and say, yes, pretty open book. I have no shame behind sharing things about my life. I have found that it's more beneficial than not beneficial to talk about it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, you were referencing therapy there is absolutely an art and a skill. There's a reason we have to go to school for six years. It's not to teach empathy. I mean, most people have a desire to help others when they go into the field of therapy. It's the art of getting people to talk, right? It's the art of getting people to recognize things about themselves or the situation that they hadn't before to have these insights yeah, develop, but right? As, and,
1: but as therapists, you don't have the, congenia, what's the, the convenience to present your own- No, we
0: do not self-disclose unless we yeah. deem it appropriate.
1: Yeah. So yes. like- you, you, you throw like half of the, the ammo you have out the window with that. But, yes. So I don't know how Susan does it. With <laughs> like, my magic skills. Yeah. The soft, soothing voice. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: I don't even talk like that as a therapist. Um, you know, and there are times where self-disclosure is absolutely appropriate and can get people to open up more and can increase, as you were saying, you know, the vulnerability. And so I do take that skill and bring it to my personal world and, you know, but I would say, yeah, with friends and family, I'm pretty open. I'm willing to talk about those topics as long as I'm able to. And I have other people's permission to talk about those topics. Mm. What do you think? Do you feel like you're pretty open? I feel like you're pretty open.
1: Yeah, but I mean, we'll be talking about where, when we're on the podcast or we're talking about with our friends. I think she
0: just means in life. Yeah. Do you consider yourselves open as far as sharing details of your lives with friends and family?
1: Yeah, I think it's never really prompted as much. I, I feel like when we do play like some... Fun drinking games or self-disclosure games, like board game style stuff, or when they're like those fun prompt, like yeah. who's most likely to 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 murder someone, murder someone, or well, th- th- let's not use that. <laughs> 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 uh, who's
0: the most likely to? What were you? You you've had this example before. Oh yeah, you were like voted for something, I
1: don't but I I don't think I have extreme trouble saying what's what's woeing me that day most of the time it's just i like to be a busy person and
0: i was about to say you're not as forthcoming somebody tends to need to ask if somebody asked you what was going on or you know if you'd be willing to share x y or z with friends or family you would but you're not going to do it unprompted
1: yeah but my 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 trouble is that i don't really care to share it's not that i it's not that i want them it's not going to make me feel better my my urge i think in life is to create and endlessly create things and that's how you deal I don't think people recognize that when they're like, oh, Josh is just kind of in his own world. It's like, oh, I really need to finish this musical piece. Or I really <laughs> was wanting to do this one thing at home. Or I, I I had this idea that I wanted to put pen to paper. I'm usually like just always up in my head wanting to create things. Yeah. Josh
0: um, is on another planet a lot of the time.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's the podcast
0: not, brings him down.
1: It's not that I want a better relationship with anybody that I'm out like drinking at a bar with or at the home. I'm just like, oh, hmm.
0: I feel creative now. What can I, I make with this energy? I feel creative now.
1: <laughs> how can I how can I do better things right now than yes. just hanging out with friends? Yes, which is a derogatory thing to say to some.
0: I don't think so. It's just what you care about. Yeah. Yeah. You what like I your care friends. About. Yeah. Yeah. This is not this is not Josh saying that he does not care about people.
1: But it is. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding.
0: Do you have a pre-interview routine to prepare yourself mentally? Also from Kimmy.
1: I didn't say she stole my money.
0: <laughs> we have a physical routine. Yeah, mentally I'm a have become a huge advocate of yoga. I do yoga every single day and I try to do it before we record. So our recordings tend to be on the weekends, Saturday, Sunday mornings, around, you know, ten thirty, eleven, mid morning. I do not drink caffeine prior to Unless it's minimal caffeine and tea. Oh, yeah. No. Or I will talk at 3,000 miles per hour and be very shaky.
1: <laughs> minimal caffeine for Susan. No alcohol, typically, because that makes you... A little flemmy. Yeah. Uh,
0: we will, we've done one or two episodes where there's been a couple of sips of wine or champagne, and those have been okay. Mm. But we definitely don't encourage coming on here super intoxicated just yet until we're more experts at this. But a pre-interview, you know... I will say I definitely, as Josh mentioned that right now our studio is in our home. So when we have guests over, our pre-interview routine to prepare is to walk them through any questions they may have. Josh gets them set up feeling very comfortable physically in the space. Mm -hmm. I'll walk them through. Hey, if you don't like what you're saying right now, you just need to pause. We'll be able to edit that. This is not live, you know, sort of calming in the space for people to feel better. I also sometimes will allow a phone call prior to the recording so that we can hash out what we're going to talk about beforehand. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that prepares people mentally, I think, also prepares me mentally for what we're about to do the next day. But personally, I light a candle. There's usually a candle lit up here. Make sure I've drank a lot of water. Josh, do you have a pre-interview routine to prepare yourself mentally?
1: I like to go poop. <laughs>
0: Just- <laughs> yes. Pee and poop before this podcast starts. Oh, yeah. For the day.
1: It- well, I mean, I, I'm not in the the room with you guys, so I can just kind of sneak out and go use yeah. the bathroom if I need to. But yeah, Susan, you you definitely need to make sure you get your double P's taken care of.
0: I know. Mentally, I think it's a little different for Josh and I. Speaking of pooping, we have a great question from one of our <laughs> listeners and future guests, Jess. Oh, have God. you ever farted and had to edit it out? No. <laughs> if I did, these mics it was are not, not loud enough to pick it up.
1: These mics are not that <laughs> sensitive. Um,
0: yeah. If I could fart right now I would try, but I can't.
1: No. Um, there there are a lot of uh bumps and couch wiggles, I would like to call them, that sometimes you can hear Jasmine in the background if she's in the room with uh Susan.
0: Yeah, the animals we have to edit out when they jump or thankfully because this isn't live, if I see the animals about to do something that will cause noise, I just pause, let them have the noise and then we yeah. can edit it out. Um, but yeah, no. No farting sounds that we've had to edit out, thankfully, which is good. A couple of people asked, you know, including our previous guest, Lee, of course you want to reach as many folks as possible, but who do you want to reach with this podcast? Everyone. Oprah.
1: I kind of think of it, that question as in Shark Tank. I'm a big fan of the show Shark Tank. Not, not that because I like capitalism but i feel like <laughs> it's like the ultimate creative thing I, I don't think i could ever be like a true entrepreneur unless it was like for music or something i don't have an idea to create a business to do my own mm-hmm. doings but um on the show they're like well what's your idea what's the scale that we're trying to get at? and they're like oh we're trying to do everyone or they they're like oh we have this idea of a target market and sometimes the sharks have some derogatory statements towards either of those things which seems kind of oxymoronic because you can't mm-hmm. have you can't have the smallest sliver and you can't have the biggest slice either um and i think that's one thing when we were like hooking up to pod being on the platform i was like too overly conscious about because i'm an analytics guy i kind of that's ad- how your brain works i'm I, I do analytics for work and all this other stuff uh i was like how how can we maximize our our, our yield what how can we get to so many people quicker and susan kind of advertises it a little bit but not doesn't spend much money yeah, I, on this. I, I
0: unfortunately don't have as much time yeah, or funds to promote online as much as I'd like to.
1: Yeah. I mean, the key to getting the podcast evangelized is one word of mouth. That's your best source of...
0: Yeah. Tell your friends.
1: Getting people to... Tell your mom. ...actually commit to listening. And the second is just extreme amounts danger. of social media iterations. I think Spencer's podcast, Bopper Flop...
0: Yeah, does go a, listen.
1: Go listen to their podcast. But not only do they... I think have great content and something that's very widely, I it's think, so acceptable. Fun. Yeah, accepted by anybody that loves to listen to music, yeah. um, which is almost everyone that I know. Um, but they they have a great social media presence, not because they just post things, but I think Spencer is a creative genius. Um, <laughs> Spencer, I'm not in love with you, <laughs> but, but
0: he's <laughs> but, not not in love with. But I'm not
1: not in love with you. But I'm just comm- commending your your abilities to create content. Yeah. I'm not a social media person and I don't think not at all. I mean, I have social media, but I'm not going to sit there and be like, Susan, we need to push something to this content. That's probably one area that I'm lacking that Susan probably use more help in. But
0: that's a great point. You know, I don't know that we got that question, but I think it's worth answering. Yeah. Of what do we want to work on or? Oh, no. Kimmy did ask. Kimmy asked, what are insights are we bringing into season two? And you just said it. How do we uh, get this out to more people?
1: Well, how do we get this out to more people? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's one aspect. I, I I think there's probably a niched area of the internet that we could like. Th- terrible thanks for asking. <laughs> those sort of shows
0: yeah and that was a huge inspiration for this podcast for those of you who are podcast connoisseurs and would like to listen to something with similar content much better content you know you <laughs> not know. <laughs> much
1: better they just have been doing it a while Nora's
0: amazing and the ability that she has to also encourage people to share about difficult times in their life has been a big inspiration to me and that podcast is called terrible thanks for asking you can find it on any source or platform that you get your podcast from. And that was a huge inspiration to us starting as well. So like you said, you know, eventually our social media presence will have to grow. That's just how things are in society. But word of mouth is our biggest. So that's a piece of insight is tell your friends, tell your family, tell your neighbors, tell your teachers, tell whoever, if someone wants to listen to a podcast to listen. I think another piece of insight, yeah, is how we curate, how we decide who talks about what, when,
1: yeah, that thing—that's one of my one of the insights I wanted to touch on, which we've noted on is, as we've had people on here, it was like, how do we, how do we not pull their teeth out to get yeah. the to get the content we want, but yeah. still allow them to have their story? I know that was one thing Susan and I constantly argued about.
0: So working on format, working on how we do that, how do we make it more fun and interesting and delightful to listen to? Yeah, You know, another thing I want to work on, which maybe isn't this exact question, but it made me think about it is one of the things I love about certain podcasts I listen to is that they wrap up in a very formatted way so mm-hmm. ask eliza anything has a top of the cob and the bottom of the cob brene brown's podcast has a rapid fire 10 questions whenever mm-hmm. she has a guest um you know i think those are really fun and i don't want to steal anybody's work so i'm trying oh, yeah. to come up with something on my own that
1: or like a five questions hot ones or like
0: something right th- that like we can be inspired by and do without stealing the exact idea from we somebody should do else. the
1: reverse hot ones. start with a really extremely hard question be like tell me how your dad's death has affected you. And then
0: I do ask that. I know
1: know that, but like then deescalate it to at the very last one, you're like, you know, how was that coffee you had this morning or something? Like circle
0: back. Yeah. So we've got to find something I think that we can do consistently, you know, at Mm -hmm. least semi consistently have the same format. Consistency
1: is, excuse me. Consistency (laughs) is key in any sort of creative like art.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we're still working on that. I think that's some insight we're bringing to season two, but we are we are getting this format down of recording, editing, producing, getting things out, scheduling things on social media. I now have a lot more knowledge than I did when we started, which makes Josh's life a little bit easier. That he doesn't have to be as responsible for everything, which I think is helpful that's what we're coming into season two with and i'm really excited for season two and getting more excited for the seasons beyond that because we have guests that we're booking out far now yeah that's so very exciting
1: we have a what's the word not entourage we have a queue a
0: queue a queue a waitlist there you go wait list, wait list.
1: we're important
0: we're important yeah. jen another future guest and a good friend, and she's also the co-chair for the local nonprofit Young Ambassadors Board that we are on here in Wake County. Jen asked, therapists are rock stars, but who's a therapist for therapists, especially in the time of pandemia? Well, Jen, therapists are therapists for therapists.
1: Who watches The watchman? The watchman.
0: Yeah, so I will speak to this. I go to a therapist. However, that therapist does not specialize in seeing other therapists. There are therapists, I've said that word 12 times in two seconds, that do specialize in seeing other people within the field, right? So if you're a teacher, sometimes you can actually find people who were teachers in a previous life who went and changed careers and became therapists. And that's really helpful. So therapists like to go to individuals who have some experience working with therapists, but that's not the main reason that we go to seek them out at times. We also have supervision. So Anyone who's familiar with getting a social work degree or a licensed mental health counselor degree, you have to be supervised for depending on what your license is for social work. It's a minimum of two years in the state of North Carolina, and it's a number of hours. I believe it's 3000 hours of supervised work. Those supervisors provide us insight. They are the ones that we turn to. They are the the wise ones that we go to and ask for help. So therapists have their community of other therapists. My colleagues are amazing. We started a monthly group consult because we don't get to see each other in person. We are now doing it via Zoom. And it was something that was really important to me that we did because we used to be able to go to each other's offices when there was a five minute break. Hey, I need some help with this. Hey, can we talk after work? Hey, do you have time at lunch today? we don't get to do that anymore. So that is really important. Having a group consult, having a supervisor or a therapist who's been in the biz a little bit longer to go to, and then having your own therapist. But I will say therapists are burnt out. Um, The amount of people who are seeking therapy is amazing. And I'm so glad that people are finally doing it. But because they're all doing it now, when we as therapists are also living through exactly what our clients are living through, makes it 10 times harder. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I can speak for myself. I've cut my hours back a little bit. Our entire office is full, which has not ever happened in the last two years. You know, we've had a wait list, but we haven't had to put a pause on taking new clients in some time. And right now we're on a little bit of a pause. And I know that many other therapists' offices here in the Triangle are experiencing similar things. We're hiring therapists at an enormous rate compared to what we were before. So please seek therapy. There are tons of ways to do that. Call your insurance company. If you don't have insurance, we'll help you find it another way. But I'd really encourage people to have someone to talk to right now, especially in the time of pandemia.
1: Yeah, I feel like sometimes I have to pay Susan for for the (laughs) the way that she consoles me. Sometimes the therapy is about our relationship. Yes, (laughs) I
0: therapize our own relationship.
1: Therapize our own relationship.
0: Which is good. It's good that I know how to do those things. makes it real hard to have fights, though, when I have the knowledge of how not to fight.
1: (laughs) Oh, but I don't like to fight either. Usually I just end the fight. I'll be like, okay, I'm done. done. I'm done talking about this. You're like, I'm not done.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're not done. Come back. We are not perfect. Yeah, you know, thank y'all so much for, some of these questions were so great that we hadn't even thought about the answers to them, and others we'd definitely been thinking about, so I think that was exciting to have, and I love that we've been able to be doing this for two seasons now and then we're getting ready to start season three recordings. So it's very exciting. Snap, snap, snaps,
1: snap, snap, snaps. Yes.
0: Well, thank you all so much for coming back to listen to Ivan better in the interim between seasons. We really hope that you enjoyed hearing from Josh and I, and now anytime you ever rehear, you ever hear us refer to Josh, You'll know who we're talking about, and you can learn a little bit more about us. But please keep listening. Follow us on social media at I've Been Better Pod. Rate, review, subscribe on Apple because we are a slave to the man and need ratings and reviews.
1: Yes, give us <laughs> give us all your word of mouth reviews. Yes, people's.
0: Yeah, spread the word. If you feel like you have people that you know we'd love to hear about or would love to be on, send them our way. We'd love to consider them in the future. But yeah, I'm excited. What are we doing today after this?
1: Uh, what are we doing? Oh, I'm working on music stuff, and we're making fool, which is yes. an I think an Egyptian dish.
0: which is one of our favorite meals to make
1: My my buddy Moe's going to come over and he's going to specially cook for us.
0: I love it. It's amazing. Well, I enjoy working with you. I hope you enjoy working with me.
1: I do. Always. Always. Gross. All right. No feelings. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is fun. Thanks for inciting uh, a Q&A.
0: Yeah, we'll do them again. They're a lot of fun. Thanks, y'all. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to I've Been Better. I'm your host, Susan Youngstead. Please be sure to leave a review and subscribe wherever you consume podcasts. And follow us on social media at I've Been Better.pod.